0: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Feminist Lens, hosted by me, Savannah Riddle. Feminist Lens is a podcast that looks at things that may not be seen as traditionally feminist through a feminist lens. For this episode, I have a very fun co-host, Emily Scheidler. Let's get right into it.
1: It was the year of high Barbie and friendship bracelets. This summer was major for pop culture phenomenons. Today, we will be focusing on two iconic pop culture events that took place in the summer of 2023. However, their effects in pop culture are still relevant today and will be for years to come. But what do these events have anything to do with feminism? that's what we'll be discussing today. Known for her blonde hair, impeccable fashion sense, and numerous careers, the Barbie doll has been the backbone of many young girls' childhoods. Since 1959, the Barbie brand has been a staple toy for millions of girls around the world, and continues to be just as popular today. But even with the iconic evolution of the Barbie brand, many have criticized the doll's negative impact on feminism, citing that the Barbie doll encourages gender stereotypes, lacks racial and ethnic diversity, and gives real girls and women an unethical body standard. Yet, if we view these criticisms through the lens of modern feminism, and even pop culture, we can discover that Barbie struggles just as much as the real woman
2: you know, people's friends,
3: aunts, mothers, daughters, sisters, like, it was just extraordinary.
1: And I think- Greta Gerwig, best known for directing and writing the 2017 film Lady Bird, sought to challenge these criticisms by writing a movie showing Barbie for who she really is, a woman in society. By creating the Barbie movie, Gerwig was able to unite men and women all across the world for a pink-themed cultural zeitgeist that tackles the fact that even the most stereotypical, pinnacle of beauty Barbie still struggles to fit into society. Hi Ken! Hi Barbie! Hi Barbie! Hi Barbie! Hi Barbie! Hi Barbie! Hi Barbie! Barbie. Barbie. Feminism has become a driving force for women as they continue to fight for gender equality throughout society. The intense force of popular culture has allowed many women to overcome the harmful rules that society has created. Dr. Tammy Burnett, a women and gender studies professor at UNL, says that the Barbie movie was able to combat these challenges and even highlighted the struggles that all women face every single day.
3: I think in terms of like empirical evidence, that's hard to articulate and maybe not articulate, but it's hard to monitor and measure without doing like a pre and a post survey or something of viewers' perceptions of feminism but I, and also I think that when we have cultural moments like this, the impact may not be as obvious immediately as it is with a little bit of time and distance away where we can understand and see the currents that connect the influence of moment to other things, right? Um, and, or the way the moment is able to exist because of other things that are going on in, in culture and society. But I think absolutely, in my, in my opinion, yes, 100%. And for a lot of the reasons we've talked about, the ways in which it articulated female experience to viewers and resonated in ways that maybe, that they had a very emotional reaction because of the way that was sort of novel to have it articulated, right? The, the paradoxes around double standards and social expectations, the ways in which it simply made it more mainstream to talk about feminism, patriarchy. I mean, that's a multi-syllable word that is not your average mm-hmm. <laughs> conversation word for a lot of people. Um, and the ways that it, it made it socially acceptable to embrace, to have a Barbie menu at your coffee shop, to embrace leaning into f- traditionally feminine expressions of identity. Um, and that's not to say that one, if one really leans in and wears a lot of pink, for example, and maybe felt more okay to do that or less stigmatized, some people are going to enjoy that to begin with and not feel stigma around it. But I think others are, mm-hmm. um, and not want to be wanting to be perceived as too girly or too feminine. Or and the implication there, of course, is not serious enough, not smart enough, not uh, c- capable, competent, etc. And so being able to push back against the connection between those, those ideas and the underlying implication uh, in our society sometimes around associating you know pink or a traditionally feminine um, behavior or look.
1: One topic Dr. Burnett touched on was the idea of body image and body representation. Barbie has always been very slender and tall, and her appearance has become a classic and sought-after look for many women around the world.
3: I think the film is really conscious of that concern that you identify. And, of course, portraying or physically recreating Barbie as a living, breathing actor, right? Not an animated character or some other kind of um, computer-generated image and given the framework of working within Hollywood Mm -hmm. means that there is certainly an expectation, I think for viewers, that the person portraying Barbie will fulfill some of those beauty stereotypes. And I think the film is very thoughtful about how they do that, because they have a couple of key moments that that spring to mind. One is having the Margot Robbie Barbie interact with the uh, elderly woman in the real world, or in our world, I guess I should say, Mm -hmm. and having a complete lack of awareness of the beauty standards that that woman is feeling self-conscious about Mm -hmm. and seeing her beauty for what it is. I think the other one, and this was one of the moments where I laughed out loud watching the film, is, and I forget what the line that Barbie says, but it's about perfection and beauty and, and things like that. And then they have the narrator break in and say, note to the producers,
1: Margot Maybe Robbie. Marco
3: Rabi was not the yeah. right choice for this role. Something like that. Just calling out, right? Acknowledging that that is a, co- a paradox of some kind mm-hmm. for us to be aware of. And I, I think that it was a really smart way to sort of walk the line of addressing and acknowledging and demanding that we think about it while also
1: engaging in the, the fun fantasy world that was the narrative of yeah. the film. The impact and success of the Barbie movie on society and culture can be measured in facts. Less than one month after its release, the film surpassed $1 billion globally and quickly became the 11th highest grossing movie of all time in the United States. According to Variety magazine, Barbie has become the biggest debut for a female director. Dr. Burnett also highlights the importance of this achievement for director Greta Gerwig and how it reflects onto all women.
3: I've been thinking about this a lot because of other conversations that are happening now, not a few months ago around female led and female directed properties, um, specifically in relation to the Marvels, which came out about a month ago, the superhero movie Um, and the the dominant narrative in media there. And I will come back to Barbie in a hot second is that that movie is a flop, even though it won its opening weekend financially. It is, financially outperforming the two male-led, male-directed, quote-unquote, Oscar bait films that are out at the same time, Killers of the Flower Moon and uh, Napoleon, which both have much bigger names on the acting and directing sides and have similar-ish budgets, um, but are not financially at the same income rate. And they're, of course, being hailed as very successful, Um, there are different metrics, right? Financial's not the only one. But I think that often what happens is that, and I think this actually contributed to Barbie's success, is that there is an assumption or the dominant narrative in Hollywood is that female-led films are not going to be as successful. And obviously they did sink a lot of money into creating Barbie and Greta Gerwig has a really strong reputation. Um, So that definitely contributes and gave her leeway as well as Margot Robbie's star power, right? And she was also a big advocate. The two of them were were very at the front of advocating for this film. But I think that between the sort of bias around female-led, female-directed films and the fact that it was Barbie, which I think many... People were ready to just dismiss and be like, well, it'll be a fun, silly little thing. It's not gonna be serious. So there is less expectation of what the financial profit will be. And sometimes that means that pieces of media are able to escape some of the requirements or advice given by studio executives who are certain they know best Mm -hmm. and most often, Perception of what is best is what is most common to drive the bottom line.
1: Barbie was also able to attract a diverse audience that highlighted the feminist need of intersectionality between men and women. After all, feminism is widely accepted as the equality between the sexes. Barbie was released on July 21st, the same day as Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer was released. The film stars Irish actor Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer, as he works to build the infamous atomic bomb. Nolan is known for his intricate storytelling, and is also known to collaborate well with Murphy, who appeared alongside Christian Bale in Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogy. Since Killian Murphy was now the lead of a Christopher Nolan movie, the Oppenheimer film received a lot of excitement in the film community. Because both Barbie and Oppenheimer had the same release date, fans were eager to see the contrast of both movies, with many seeing both films on the same day. Alex Toth, a Lincoln resident, explains that he was equally excited to see both movies, and even saw both within an hour of each other.
4: And I'm glad that, like, a movie can be that culturally invigorating, and I'm, I'm glad it can have such an, like, for like a two weeks, a solid two or three weeks, like everything was Barbie, you know? I thought that was very cool. I mean, I, I never thought the Barbie movie would have any problem bringing in a good amount of money or getting a big audience, and I'm glad that it did. And I, I like I like when movies have like a big cultural impact like that. I like when everyone's talking about a movie for like a week or two, because it's just like fun to have something like that to talk about, and it's fun when everyone's dressing up and going to the movies. Because I, I took a picture by the little photo booth thing, so. I don't think Barbie needed any help from Oppenheimer, but it was very cool that Oppenheimer could, like, get a wider audience. I think people had a much wider interest in, like, actually going to the movies.
1: Alex also explained that he thought Gerwig's direction and positive messaging regarding feminism was refreshing, and that as a man, he had different expectations for Barbie, but was very impressed with its inclusivity.
4: I think I thought that Greta Gerwig making a Barbie movie would be a really cool idea. I knew it was going to be like a good time. It had a more diverse representation of feminist ideology than I expected it to have. Maybe I expected it to be mostly like white woman feminism. I think ultimately it did a good job of representing a wide array of feminist iconography or I- ideology. Like all the stuff with the Kens, like, if you really wanted to, you could be like, oh, the Kins weren't treated fairly, or whatever. I mean, they, they get their stuff in the end. But like, I think all of that was more served towards um, the humor of the movie, which worked really well, and which was one of my favorite aspects.
1: Overall, Barbie can be viewed as a work of art that helped bring together feminist ideals without explicitly doing so. Its impact will be remembered and viewed for years to come, as it appeals to so many details in our own society. But that's not the end of our feminist summer. Now, it's time to get a little cruel. I'm Taylor.
0: This year was a love story for Taylor Swift and her fans. Between dropping a new album, continuing the re-records of her unowned albums, and embarking on an era's tour so massive, it broke Ticketmaster. She was also just named Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year. Swift has cemented herself as an icon and a controversial figure in the space of pop culture. But where does she fit in with feminism in the pop culture zeitgeist? And what effect did her ultra successful summer have on the world of feminism? Taylor Swift is a polarizing figure. There's long been a debate over how she represents feminism. She's been critiqued over her breakup anthems, her less than flattering song, she said no the,
4: she does on the,
0: the Lyric has since been changed in Taylor's version, he wasn't the she was the and her silence on certain social issues. She also was the leader of a massive friend group made up of mostly models in 2015. In 2023, Swift herself called it a tyrannical hot girl cult in an apology. And finally, she's been accused of perpetuating white feminism. While there are many criticisms out there about Swift, the turn of the decade has proved the conversation around her is rapidly changing. In 2017, she countersued a man who sexually harassed and groped her for one dollar. She won. 2018 was the first time Swift got political. She made a post on Instagram urging her millions of followers to vote. According to the nonprofit vote.org, in just 24 hours after her post, 65,000 people ages 18 to 25 registered to vote. A similar occurrence happened in 2020 and in 2023. In 2023, Vote.org's CEO told The Washington Post the website spiked 1,200% after an Instagram post by Swift. It's not enough to just want change. It's not enough to just want to vote. You have to go and make change by voting. And today is your opportunity to do that. I promise you it feels so
2: wonderful to exercise that right that you have.
0: In 2019, she came out with the music video for You Need to Calm Down, a song in support of the LGBTQ plus community and organizations like GLAAD. The end of the video showed a link to a petition Swift created. The petition urged senators to support the Equality Act. According to GLAAD, there was a spike in individual donations directly after the music video. And at the turn of the decade, Swift was named Woman of the Decade by Billboard and Artist of the Decade, by the American Music Awards. Swift has long had influence and used her star power to elicit change. But this year, she reached a whole new level of influence and fame with her ERA's World Tour. The ERA's Tour spans the singer's 17-year career. It comes right in the middle of Swift re-recording her masters after her former manager, Scott Borchetta, sold them. This move in itself was received as feminist amongst critics and her musical peers. A 2021 article published on the Women's Network by Isabella Cavallo is titled Taylor Swift Re-Recording Her Masters is an Act of Feminism for the Music Industry. Longtime feminist publication Miss Magazine also published a piece by Katie Mayfield titled Taylor Swift Didn't Just Rerecord an Album. She reclaimed her humanity. Musical acts like JoJo and Demi Lovato have since re-recorded their music so they may own it. Sam Gilmore is a PhD student at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. She currently teaches a class called Women in Pop Culture. Emily and I asked her about the feminist impact of Taylor Swift's era's tour. We asked Gilmore
2: to describe what the current wave of feminism is. Feminism now is fighting for equality for all, not just amongst the genders.
0: Gilmore said looking to celebrities for feminism or feminist spaces can be a double-edged sword.
2: I do think that there is a way to view celebrities within the eyes of feminism, but I would hasten to add that it is one singular aspect Gilmore of Gilmore
0: remains feminism. an unbiased party when it comes to Swift. She hasn't listened to an album since Swift's debut in 2007. However, Gilmore still recognizes the unfair and sexist criticisms of the pop star.
2: A lot of people view taylor swift as like the scorned woman um and you know the media that boils her down into just that persona is in- incorrect um but um i was talking with a co-worker about taylor swift and she said you know every time i talk to people about taylor swift there's three types of people there's people that love her there's people that hate her and there's people that just don't have any you know reference to her music or to her Um, and she said the people that hate her often cite the only sort or the only reason is because she writes about breakups and um, her ex-boyfriends and things like that and I don't think that historically that is uncommon for either man nor woman so I, I don't understand all the hate or how we boil her down into that's her only type of music. Online
0: and in real life, Swift's tour has been described as empowering. However, Gilmore points out pitfalls when it comes to the ability to attend such a large scale tour. In February, the sale of ERA's tour tickets caused Ticketmaster to crash. This excluded many people from being able to buy tickets. Gilmore says this, and the high ticket prices are what make the Eros tour slightly less feminist.
2: Yes, I do think that some of the experiences that are had there are very uh, female-focused, very um, inclusive. Once you're there, uh, I just think it, you have to pay to play, unfortunately. There's a level of distance between some of those experiences and the people that want to enjoy them or that would benefit from them.
0: The Eras Tour movie was released to theaters on October 13th. Gilmore says that a more accessible viewing may remedy some of the exclusion of the tour. In 2020, Swift was the subject of the documentary, Miss Americana. Fans were able to get a closer look at the singer's values. In the documentary, she touched on the fear of only being tolerated by the public until she was 30. I don't know, like, as I'm reaching 30, I'm like, I want to work really hard um, while society is still tolerating me being successful. Swift proved herself wrong. At almost 34, she is projected to have the highest-grossing tour of all time. According to Billboard Music, she's expected to earn $838 million beating out Elton John's farewell tour. Because of this, we asked Gilmore a rather controversial question. Could a man pull a tour like this off with the same level
2: of success as Swift? But as far as men, Doing kind of that evolution before our eyes and then, you know, heavily endorsing that kind of evolution musically and just personally. I can't think of any man doing that. When I think about that, my knee-jerk reaction is, I would love to see women performers do it. The sheer level of performance that goes into female acts versus the level of performance that goes into male acts Mm -hmm. is. But I do think that there is that level that maybe doesn't always translate over for male performers, lest they become, you know, what Taylor Swift feared is at 30, you're just tossed aside.
0: Through the ERA's tour, Swift has contributed to an economic boom. Time magazine outlined the ways in which her tour has contributed largely to the economy. While the sheer power of the tour and her commitment to the work can be seen as feminist, we must still recognize the lack of intersectionality when it comes to discussing Swift. However, on tour, she cultivates a more inclusive environment. Her backup dancers and singers are all different people of color, gender identity, sexual orientation, and body diversity. Through the Era's Tour and the Era's Tour movie, Swift has brought women of all different backgrounds and generations together. People have been trading friendship bracelets with each other across the world. Friendship bracelets are significant for fans as trading them are mentioned in a song. Gilmore says the fact that Swift is able to bring together so many women is feminist. But Gilmore remains a realist. She points out the dangers of a fan
2: base this invested. She owes a lot to her fans who are fiercely loyal. Um, I think this is, with Taylor Swift and with Beyonce, there is kind of this new type of fandom that is, is really helping to support this level of success where you have this ongoing kind of love and interaction with someone that doesn't know that you exist. Um, I do think that that is dangerous. Um, some of the hive mentality, I think, can be potentially dangerous as well. On the flip side, it can be very good with the friendship bracelets, you know, building bonds between people that you don't really know or um, across countries and across the nation. So. I view this very hesitantly. <laughs> when asked if
0: Taylor Swift's mega year and record-breaking tour has impacted feminism, Gilmore said,
2: I don't think that if you talk about feminism in 2020, I don't think it'll be possible to avoid talking about the era's tour.
0: Pop culture and feminism will feel the lasting effects of these iconic events. As the Barbie movie and Taylor Swift dominated our phone and film screens, portraying feminist accomplishments that have been a driving force in our society.
1: I'm Savannah Rattle. And I'm Emily Scheidler. Thank you so much for joining us as we look through our feminist glasses.
0: Listen to this very special edition of Feminist Lens on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.